In this new podcast series, I will be talking to visionaries, creatives, healers, teachers, educators and guides all around the globe. I'm so excited to share with you chats that I've had with these amazing people who are showing up in the world and helping people to shine their light, helping people to create their own journeys and to, you know, move forward in a positive manner. My intention for creating this new series where I talk to these amazing people was that I wanted to showcase other people that are in the world that are supporting women, are supporting humans, are helping, who are guiding and, you know, offering different healing modalities, mindfulness mindfulness techniques for parents and children and and everyone alike I wanted to showcase um, and open up dialogue around spirituality and healing modalities I wanted to just have conversation that flowed conversation that was um, informative and that everybody could get something out of and myself included in these interviews or these episodes that we you know and these chats that I've had with these people um, has opened up so much to me so I can only imagine what it's going to do for you guys Um, so I am so excited to announce this new series and I absolutely hope you love it as much as I do so let's get into today's episode Today's episode on Your Inner Light podcast was actually a conversation that I had planned with the beautiful Christy Peck. We had been looking for chances to get on a call together just to talk about what she wanted to chat about on the podcast. And this chat was so good and I just so happened to have forgotten um, to turn off the record button. So we actually caught this entire conversation on um, audio and so I decided that we would just make it the podcast. What better way to um, create a podcast episode just by having a chat and that's what I love to do is just chat but this was something different it was just you know free-flowing a conversation about her book and about her spiritual awakening and just about life and kids and all that jazz and so um, you know there might be some bips or not bips but you know some phone dings and um, I think there was a bit of a lag in the um, internet in at some stages, but I thought it was amazing just to capture that conversation. So I hope you really enjoy listening to um, my interview with, well, actually my conversation with Christy Peck today. So jump on over and listen to the episode. <music> This episode is brought to you by Awaken 
the goddess within. An online immersion with a retreat attached if you so choose to do the retreat. This immersion is for the woman who wants to reconnect to her soul essence, who wants to untangle from the limiting beliefs, the blocks, the patterns, the sabotaging behaviors. This is for the woman who wants to awaken that goddess-like energy within her who wants to tap into the feminine, the sacred feminine energy, who wants to become more aware of what she wants, what she needs, how she feels, who wants to be part of a community, who wants to learn tools and techniques to take with her throughout her entire life who wants to raise her vibration to embody her soul essence, who she is at the core of her being. So if this sounds like you, if this sounds amazing to you, join us. Spaces are filling up. These women are so excited and I am excited to have them in as well. This is going to be an amazing community experience supporting one another so jump on over to the link that is in the show notes and find out some more information or you can actually message me which the links will be in the show notes as well so if you are ready to connect with yourself if you're ready to connect to your divine feminine energy if you're ready to awaken the goddess within then join us yeah so, how how are things i'm excited to um chat to you today just about what you want to chat on the podcast about um it's been seems like it's been like a long road to get to chat I, I was sitting there like fumbling through and i'm like oh my gosh what are we even chatting about? I don't even like remember. And that's terrible. I, I just told a friend like five minutes ago, I feel like I am just floating lately. I, I don't know why. It's, it's, it's been an interesting couple of weeks. I'm doing a lot of like surrender, surrender stuff. And right, I really yeah. think that's a big part of it. Probably. Yeah, definitely. I feel a little bit the same actually. So maybe it's, I don't know, maybe it's something in the air. I, and I, and I know that like, we're all shifting, right? So I know there's yeah. this huge shift going on and it could just be that, you know, those of us who are just so sensitive can feel this like, you know, and so we do tend to get a little loosey goosey for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Um, feel the new, the nuances of the newness, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yes. So, so I mean, what the podcast is about and then okay. I'll, I'll remember. So the podcast is a podcast where I generally used to just talk to myself, um, but I wanted to start interviewing people that are doing like good things in the world. So people that are showing up spiritually, people that do things for children, for women, um, just really women, mainly supporting other women. Cool. I love it. I love it. Yeah, and I, I just really wanted to, like, I still do solo episodes and things like that, but I just wanted to, you know, and discuss different modalities, people with books, do you know what I mean? Like, all different yeah. kinds of things, yeah. you, know, uh, you know, helping 
humanity, I suppose. Yeah, I think that sounds wonderful. Well, honey, I can talk about anything, so we're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So what do you want to talk about? That's the thing. Like I usually ask, you know, the guests what they want to talk about because we seem to have like a completely different so far, nobody's really spoke about the same thing, which is amazing. So that, that is really interesting. Um, well, so I think the thing that kind of brought us together was um, the book that I wrote. Yeah. And um, I wrote it uh, a couple, I'm going to say a couple years ago, because to be honest, I can't even remember. It just all seems to kind of have molded and meshed together. Yeah. Um, it, it, it came out in 2018. So I think I officially finished it in 2017. And then, you know, by the time you get it all edited and launched and all that stuff. So um, as soon as I finished writing it and writing it was a, um, so it wasn't until way later after it was published and everything that I realized what it was really all about. Yeah. So yeah. I think that that's really the most important thing for, for, you know, for people who are in these, in the trenches of awakening, and we seem to be using that word a lot, awakening, but I think that for those women or even men or even young adults who are in the trenches of what's, what they don't understand, okay, where everything is just changing and you're starting to question things differently, you're starting to look at things differently, you're starting to recognize your feelings and emotions differently. That really is your soul awakening to its real presence in your life. And, yeah. and I know for me, like at this point, and I look all the way back, it's really, I'm, I think I'm getting a bigger and much deeper grasp of what really was going on five and six years ago when it kind of really started. And to be honest, my, my youngest kids are 14 and it really started when they came into my life because it was a huge, it was such, it was such a, like, it was such a scary time for me because it rocked my world. Yeah. Having my first child was a bliss, you know, it was blissful. Having my second child was blissful. Having my twins, while I loved being a mom and it was blissful, it rocked my world to go from two to four kids. It wasn't in my plan. Yeah. And then from then on, everything took a different light. So I had to look at life different. I had to act different. We had to, my husband and I had to really just stay so centered and focused on, we have these four kids and two of them are twins. And what is this going to look like? So financially we had struggles and challenges and then, you know, our house wasn't big enough and I had to learn new ways of doing things. And, and as simple as like, I stayed home for a while with them because the cost of four kids was like ridiculous. Yeah. And I wasn't going to put us through so much stress to bring home at the end of a month, a couple hundred dollars. It just yeah. didn't make sense to me, even yeah. though I loved my job and I was good at it. Something just was, something was really pushing me to make different choices. So even back then, but when I stayed home, I wasn't, I didn't get it. Like I just didn't, I wasn't joyful about it. I was sort yeah. of resentful and miserable and like, why is this happening? And I need to work. And, and so I had all these things going on and I really realize now, as I look back, I just was so operating 
in my ego. I was, I was being the, the typical human being, yeah. nothing wrong with it. Like there's no judgment about that. No. It was just one of those times in your life that you have to go through that, that, that what I call that tumultu- that torment kind of lifestyle yeah. Yeah. where you're really inner turmoil. You're really inner, um, your cords are, ch- are y- yanked at you from the inside. Yeah. Because if you looked at me from the outside, it didn't look bad. Yeah. You know, I had this wonderful family. I had a wonderful marriage. I had a great job. I even was, I mean, even like the, the stuff came in on the outside. So I could still do a little bit of work on the outside. People kept calling, wanting me to work with them. So it was like this life of like, great. And then all of a sudden those feelings came back again and something was tugging at me that, and it was one day that my husband said to me, you're so angry all the time. And I didn't really understand what he meant by it. So I ended up kind of sitting back and thinking, wow, I am like, I'm grumpy and I'm crabby and I'm snipping at everyone. And I started noticing patterns. I would feel certain things. I was shopping at the mall or when I felt certain things, I'd call friends and say, let's go have a drink and let's go, you know, do whatever. And, and I was always, again, the pattern was looking on the outside and it's still, no matter what I did, I went on trips by myself. I went shopping. I went out to have cocktails with friends. I never got rid of what was on the inside. Yeah. The questioning and the, the sadness and the angst and, the, and some desire that I wasn't even recognizing. And so I think it was, so I look back on those times as it really, the awakening process started so long time ago. It was yeah. all those little bitty things leading up to. Um, so writing the book was, you know, I never thought of myself as an author or a writer. I, I was writing at the time I was doing um, some mentoring with teachers and educators. And I thought, I'm pretty good at that. They would always tell me that they loved my emails, weekly emails, which is exactly what blogs are anyway. And I would say, okay, you know, and I got, I had a lot of fun writing them. It was kind of fun to kind of use the word, you know, use language to teach them stuff because I couldn't always be in their classrooms or in their schools. And so I just kept thinking, okay. And then, and then like, you know, those synchronicities come start coming where you just start seeing things and you think, huh, what's that about? Or people would say things to me about writing. You should write a book. You should write a book. And at one point I was like, why are people saying that to me? I'm not writing a book. Like, do you see the libraries? Do you see the bookstores? We don't need more. And I really was resisting all of what was being called into me. And it was just another series of synchronicities that landed me in a moment where I thought, I think I'm supposed to do this. And again, no idea. So the book that ended up coming out was not what I planned. Yeah. It was not, not the description that I sent to the, I self-published it and, and I worked with a company and it was not the description I sent to them. It just yeah. kind of came out. And about three different times during the process, I shut it down and I put it on the shelf and said, I can't do that. It's, it's freaking me out. It's, it's causing so much angst in me more. And I don't know if I can tell these stories. I don't know if I'm, if I can do this, I, I don't want to hurt people's feelings. I don't want people to know this about me. They're going to think I'm crazy yeah. and a freak. And so, and then again, 
something would happen and somebody would say something and I would realize I would hear like the message two or three times from different people in, that don't even know each other. And I'd go, okay, I guess I'm supposed to write it. And so I finally had to really, again, keep doing the inner work and keep releasing and surrendering. I ended up making a commitment that I would spend two hours a day to finish it, whatever that looked like. And I would take boxes of Kleenex with me and I'd go sit at a coffee shop that I love the energy of. And I would literally put headphones in so that people wouldn't talk to me or come over to me because I had wads of Kleenexes. I was writing and crying and writing and crying. And, and then the signal that, that there was a higher force working through me because my eye was twitching, my nose was running, my head was like getting all those tingles and, and I just kept writing and I just kept writing. And I, sometimes I knew that I didn't even know what I was writing. It just kept coming out and coming out. And then I got to the end and I didn't know how to end it. And I was working with a coach and, and she, um, cause that was like the package that I went through with this company. And she would say, well, what's the ending like? And I'm like, I don't, I don't really know. I, I'm stuck. I'm kind of like really in a, in a rough position. I don't know how to end the story. So I kind of sat there. Well, somehow I met this guy and he had cystic fibrosis, which I write about a couple stories in the book where my cousin had cystic fibrosis and she was a big part of my life. So I write about trusting in the synchronicities because there were signs all the time with her. And one of the signs um, with her was right after. So, so she was with me when my first son was born and he was born in room 10 of this hospital. And then two years later, I was pregnant with my second son and she passed away about a week before I had him. So I was in a really sad, you know, grief stricken point in my life. I go into the hospital to have him and I was really resisting. I, I, they're wheeling me in and I look up and I'm entering into room 10. And I just was like, oh my gosh, she's with me. Like it, yeah. it occurred to me. And then, and then, you know, because I was like in a lot of pain, ready to deliver a baby, I just was like, oh my gosh. Well then the next morning a nurse walked in and I was very emotional the next morning because of the whole room 10 thing. And the nurse walked in and we somehow got on this conversation and she goes, oh, I need to share a book with you just out of the blue. And she shares with me, um, Eckhart Tolle's power of now. And she opens up and she's like, I need to show you something. And it was this excerpt about the present moment. And I thought, okay. And so I kept that in my heart as that had to have been a signal from her to just be in the moment with, with where I am. Don't think about her not here. Don't think about the sadness I was feeling. Just be, so that became my signal. And it would come into play with my kids anytime I forgot where, you know, anytime I worried or 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 got nervous or had doubts about being a mom or anything I was doing, some kind of a, a signal of being in the present moment would come in. So I'm at the point where I have to finish the book and I meet this guy and he has cystic fibrosis and he just wrote a book. So I thought we were meeting about writing books and giving talks and all that. And we start talking and he all, he just starts talking about the present moment, like out of the blue. And I'm looking at him and I'm like, oh my gosh. And, and then like this feeling came over me and I, he, and I said, well, do you have any 
any idea or helpful hints for how to end the book. Because I told him I was kind of stuck with that. And he says, well, he goes, here's what I'm thinking. You just need to go all in. And something came over me and I was like, oh my gosh, that's her telling me. Because the conversation had nothing to do with what we had just been talking about. So I realized I went home that night and I finished the book within a few hours. And, And it was just about taking that concept of going all in and that is exact, that's exactly how the book ended. And so I realized, oh my gosh. And as soon as I ended it, like the next phase started coming. So the book is really a story of a spiritual awakening. It's the process of awakening. And what I write about is how I had this moment with my son. He was in middle school at the time. And, and it sort of just rocked my world. And what I realized in, in looking at him with what he did is that I was the one being rocked open. He was not phased by anything. And I was over there having so many emotions and so many thoughts in my head. And it was sort of like this, you know, like when you see people and they're like standing by a wall and they're just banging their head. That's what I felt like was happening to me. And I was like, why is what he just did my problem? And, and I, I just sat with that feeling of why is this my problem? What is happening to me? And immediately it was like my body and my mind went back to when I was a little girl, my parents got divorced. And that night that my dad told us that he was leaving and how, how rough that was for me and how hard that was and painful. And I went back to that. And I mean, all of a sudden I just was like, wow. So my son's doing this so that I can sense some emotions and some triggers because it's opening me. So I really got it. I I got it wholeheartedly. And we worked with him and I was grateful. I was grateful for what he did because that, that experience broke me open. And it really caused me. So the book is actually a series of stories of how I then had to take that moment and I had to take it back to my childhood and do the reflective work of where is all this coming from? Where did I get these thoughts and beliefs? Where did I get this feeling about myself? What does this all mean? And I use the concept of how you have to, you have to renovate So you have to go back and you have to let everything fall apart and you have to let it crumbly go crumbling down. And it was very interesting because along the way, certain songs would come in and they would have the exact right phrases that I would need that would literally almost like expedite me to the next level. They would be bridges that I could just walk into the next level of understanding. And then those stories would come into my head. in front of me in a moment and then I would see the next phase of how I took some of the stuff from my early on experience when I was a younger child and my parents divorced and some interactions with my mom and my dad and I took that into being an adult and being a mom and how I took those fears and those worries and those doubts and then I took them into how I was drawing in friendships in that way and certain other situations and experiences, how I drew that all in and how I had to kind of keep uncovering. And as I uncovered, 
I got to that core knowing that I really am just all of me and I'm love and I'm me and, and I'm awakened. Like I finally get it. And what, what interestingly happened is as soon as I ended the book, the next phase came in and I was like, well, what do you mean by this? Like, I thought I was done, you know, like I'm awake. Like you wake up in the morning, you get out of bed, you're awake, but then there's this whole other experience. So what's happening is I'm writing the second book and it's taking way longer because I'm living, I'm living the finale of it, which is really, I've been doing the inner deep soul cellular recovery process of yanking out some of that deep seated stuff and really seeing it and changing the behavioral patterns. Yeah. So I've had some really interesting moments just in the past month where I can see myself going down those other patterns and then realizing I can't keep doing that. It's time to change. Yeah. And it's funny how we get our lessons from like something totally random or something really obscure, like your son, like it's, yeah, it's crazy how it comes to us. And it didn't occur to me, you know, that was also probably around, like there was a lot happening around that time that he did what he did because I was also like becoming more and more understanding that my four kids were really my teachers. They were teaching me left and right about stuff. They were teaching me. Each one has taught me something different. Each one continually teaches me something different. Yeah. Um, they push me. I, I mean, sometimes I just stand there and laugh and I think I am like the, I am like a terrible mom because I'm not even being the typical mom. They say stuff to me and I just bust out laughing because <laughs> they'll look at me and go, is that your, that's not my issue. That's your issue. And I'll be like, dang, they just gave me a good old swat, didn't they? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, our, our, I think those random experiences, when we don't get them, they mean something. They're critical yeah. to our learning and our evolution. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and for the longest time, we go through our life without being aware, don't we? Until we start to become aware, then we're like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. And, and you know what the, that's so interesting that you said that because people will, you know, random, you know, conversations with people and they'll say, you're so good at being like um, an experience will start and you'll be like, oh, it means this. And I'm like, you can do that too. I'm, I'm, I'm nothing on a pedestal. I am just like everybody else. I choose to surrender to what is going on in my life. And I know that our purpose here is to learn. So we're here to keep learning. And the only thing that makes me any different than anyone else sometimes is that I'm willing to learn all the time. So when something is going on and it may be painful and I've had them, I've been there, done that. I sit back and, and go in and I say, what am I here to learn from this? Now I'm still gonna do it with my boxing gloves on I'm still going to probably cuss people out. I'm going to kick and scream. I'm not going to like it, but I'm willing to learn. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, that's the, the lead by example for, for, for those of us who are here to share our stories is it doesn't mean that I do it so willingly. It just means I willingly do it, but I also do it with my human self right next to me 
throwing a temper tantrum. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's okay too, isn't it? It's a lot well, of the time, exactly. yeah, a lot of the time, you know, people think that you, you know, you have these in, we're enlightened and we, uh, everything's sunshine and roses and lollipops and it's seriously not. <laughs> no, no. I think the more that we can keep telling that story, that yeah. message, that we are not here to be perfect individuals. We are perfect being our human self, but under, but willing to also recognize we have another part of us in there and that the balance of the two is really what makes life so awesome and so full of joy and fun is that if you can recognize your human part and you know recognize that it, there's nothing wrong with that. So you throw a temper tantrum, who cares? Move on. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. And you got the car driving in front of you because they were going slow and you said a cuss word. So what? Move on. That's yeah. just your human self. Don't don't put any meaning too much to it. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So what is the book called? So the book is called Coming Home, A Love Story. Yeah. And um, I had the title before I had the story. So... And I didn't realize it was a love story until about probably two thirds of the way through. I realized, oh my gosh, coming, it was always called coming home. And, and even I would say about a year, about a year before I even wrote the book, I said, I think I'm going to write a book. That was the other funny thing. I said it to someone, I think I'm going to write a book and it's going to be called coming home. And they're like, what's that about? And I'm like, well, I think it's just about knowing yourself, but I didn't really know what it was really about. I mean, I knew that, but I, I thought it was going to be a parenting book, to be honest. Yeah, right. I, then, I'm a bit the same. I've, I'm writing a book too, and it's sort of, you know, up, down, up, down. I actually haven't looked at it. I probably will look at it after this, actually. But I, I haven't even, like, looked at it for a while. But I too had, like, the, the title and everything just sort of came to me one day, and I was like, oh, I'm going to write a book about this. Crazy. Yeah, and I always knew it was about coming back to your heart. Like you've got to come to from your heart. You've got to live life from your heart. I knew that. So I knew certain parts about it. It wasn't about halfway through or two thirds of the way through. I realized, wow, this is like a love story. This yeah. is a love story between your human self and your soul self. That's and cute. it was really the ego because the premise of my awakening is the understanding that, you know, so often we're taught to hate our ego and to yeah. dislike it, and we call it things like it's a hustler, but the reality is our ego is really as equal to our soul. It has a purpose, and it's here to safeguard us. That's what that human experience is, is, is to really take care of and, and um, honor and respect your soul. It just has a different way of going around about it, yeah. and, I, and if we can honor that, and love our ego. So it's sort of like love your ego into, into existence so that your soul can become on fire. And that's really, so I see it as a partnership, as a collaboration. Um, that was also something interesting that came out because I didn't necessarily believe that before I wrote the story. And it was as I was writing it that I realized you cannot go around hating the human experience. You can't deny the human ego. We can't, we can't, you know, um, talk toxic and, and dramatic about the human ego because 
that is our human experience. And we agreed to come into this lifetime with this experience as the ego. So if we've agreed to do that, then doesn't that mean we have to go all in and yeah. live that way? So yeah. live the human life, but understand you're also another part of you. And that's where you get that deeper connection. And if you live life that way, it is a lot more fun and you're freer and you're more joyful because you don't have the judgment. You don't have, you have the fears, but you recognize them and you don't operate from them. Yeah. Because yeah. you just kind of step back. So. Yeah. So how long did it take you to write the book? Um, I would say if I took the different chunks of times, I started in um, about the middle of March of 2017. And I wrote for about two months and then I shut it down for a while. I picked it back up in September and finished it by December. So I would say like probably five or six months to write it. Yeah. And then, and then you go through the editing process and that was, you know, probably a month or two. And then you're not, um, and getting it and then you have a launch date. So, and then I launched it in May. So wow. probably for me, it was a good five or six months. And then again, though, you know, I'm a mom to four kids and I had, I had other stuff I was doing. I had a part-time job, so I was doing all that too. Um, yeah, which is phenomenal. I have four kids too, so I understand. Oh, that's so awesome. I love it. Yeah. So, so you know, like it, and I don't think there's any right or wrong way of going about it. I think we have stories to tell. We need to tell our stories. Half About halfway through the book, when I kind of put it down for the final time and didn't really want to bring it out, what brought it out was a friend shared a prayer with me. And the prayer was, I don't even remember what it was called, but the prayer was something about, okay, God, I will write this book. I will agree to write this book. Help me write this book so that it heals me and it heals anyone else who reads it. Yeah. That's and I just surrendered to that part of it. And, and so sometimes like when it's not out there being launched in a bigger way, I have to bring myself back to, that wasn't my intent in the beginning. Yeah, it could change along the way, you know, it could be yes. used. It's, I feel like it's going to be used again at some point because it's such a really good, simple way of looking at what an awakening is. And, and it gives you like helpful insights to how do you go about thinking through this and what are some things to do along the way? So um, it was an interesting, it was an interesting experience. Yeah. Yeah. And so where do you pick that up? Is that like available on Amazon or? Yes. So it's on Amazon. You can also go to my website at www.christypeck.com. And there's a link to the Amazon page to purchase the book. Or you can just go to Amazon and purchase uh, Coming Home, A Love Story. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. So I encourage anyone who has a story to don't get so hung up on the details. Just start writing it out. And, and, and the other thing is you don't even have to sit down and say, Oh, I'm writing a book. Just start writing. Yeah. Just start writing your stories as they come to you. If you wake up in the morning and you feel like you had a dream and it was significant and there's something about it, start writing that out. 
if you had an experience with a friend or or a situation and you walk away and you feel like you learned something from that start writing that out that will lead you basically it will lead you home it will lead you where you need to be and from all of that your story will come out yeah yeah i am um, i and that's i think why i love journaling so much as well because um often i get really cluttered thoughts or too many thoughts and just writing it out just helps to clear my mind and you know gain some yeah. clarity <laughs> well i think we can tend to get stuck in our heads yeah. because that a little mechanical computer up there and it likes to analyze and it likes to make sense of things and it likes to categorize and it likes to put things in order and have you know have some clarity and we can get stuck in the the constant cycle of that over and over and over and over and i think writing journaling sometimes talking but i think even more putting the word on paper you get you kind of just move out of your head and you instantly realize there's more to what's going on than just what's happening in my head yeah yeah i actually had that um happened to me just before christmas actually i was being triggered and i like we'd booked a holiday and i was just really triggered i didn't understand why and i was just like oh my god like anyway i started packing for our holiday and it came down to like body issues which i've worked really really hard on and, you know, because we're going to the beach and, you know, I put on some weight. And so all this sort of just come rushing back. But I found, like, I actually wrote a Facebook post about it and felt so much better after. It was, you know what I mean? Like just writing it out and getting it sort of out um, instead of keeping yeah. it in and actually crying and carrying on <laughs> like a pork chop. But you know what I mean? Like just getting it out. Yeah, and I think what happens is when you start to write it out, okay, and for me, it even occurs when I'm talking, I can feel the moment when it shifts and yeah. I'm out of my head and I'm connected to something else. And, and I believe it's I'm connected to soul. I believe I'm connected to God through my heart and soul. Yeah. And, and all of a sudden, the learning comes and you're like, whoa, that's what that trigger was. Yes. and then it releases so yes. i i love how you just went from okay you're having this triggered experience because that's the human being in you yes. that's the human and we're going to get triggered there's no way to deny the triggers they're yes. just gonna always be there in this world yes. but if we can have fun with it like okay i'm being triggered and here are my options yes. so instead of just sitting with the trigger and letting it just take over your body and your experience and your future you went straight to let me write about it and probably somewhere in the midst it took a turn and you learned what you needed to learn from yeah. the trigger totally totally and that's the thing like because I, I was even saying like i used to would have just fested in that and i would have gone on holiday and had a terrible time i probably would have just sat on the beach covered up do you know what I mean? Whereas I was aware and was like, okay, let's just deal with this right now. And then I had the best holiday ever. And I think the, the thing to understanding and being aware of your triggers is what's different in this moment. So I'm experiencing anger as I'm packing for a holiday. Okay. Yeah. Take a step back. That's kind of contradictory. You are packing for a holiday, which is supposed to be fun and exciting and joyful and celebratory. And yet you are 
sort of pissed off. So, so the fact that you have that contrasting moments of emotions is your one signal. That's your first signal. So when people say, well, I don't understand how to be aware. I don't understand how you know. Well, you know, because this right here, packing for a holiday was supposed to be so awesomely fun, joyful, happy, everything. And I'm standing over my bag, getting ready to leave tomorrow. And I'm pissed off. That contradiction right there, that contrast is your first sensors, your first sense of knowing something's off. Yeah. And then, and then, so that's how you become aware. You start to notice the, the, contra- the contrast. Yeah. So you have this emotion and this emotion and they're opposites. That's your first. If you meet somebody and you feel like, whoa, I don't know about that. And again, you, everyone thinks this person is lovely, but you're feeling something else. That's your contrast. Whenever there's a contrast, that's your signal that there's something aware you're supposed to be paying attention to. Yeah. And then you go down that. And I think that, yeah, that's, I think that's how we become more and more aware is just looking for the contrasts. Yeah. Looking and, for the opposite. Yeah. And it's a practice too, isn't it? Because you become more, the more you sort of practice that being, you know, aware of the contrast, then you become more and more aware of everything and question and are curious about everything. <laughs> exactly. I think that, yeah, I think it starts with like asking yourself some different questions, wondering about certain things, trying to figure things out. Like, why does this keep happening to me? That was kind of another another experience that I started noticing there was a pattern. Yeah. And, you know, I was used to that kind of behavior because that was something we used in the school system when I worked with teachers, is I would teach them how to look for patterns in children's behavior. So if they're doing an action and they're doing it every time you put a math page in front of them, then math is a trigger. We have to go in and figure out why math is a trigger. Is it hard? Do they not know it? Do they not have a skill? Are they, why are they trying to escape it? So I think it's the same in our everyday life is look for those patterns. If you're having the same experience over and over and over again, okay, you need to stop and take a step back and say, what is going on here? That I realize I'm having similar experiences. They're with different people, but why does this keep happening to me? And one of the things that I noticed is um, I was in a moment where I kept having friends cancel on me and it was triggering it was sending some weird feeling in me and I was like okay first of all I have had three people cancel on me in two weeks so that's a little out of the ordinary for me that's not a norm and I'm feeling sick to my stomach so that's another out of the ordinary feeling okay I need to figure this out I need to ask some questions and then you got to get curious and say as hard as it is and as risky as it is what does this mean what is this feeling I'm having in me mean? What am I feeling to begin with? Honor that feeling. I think sometimes we're just afraid to say, I'm feeling sad. I'm feeling angry. I'm feeling about this. I think we need to say those feelings more often because then they take, they, they're not as big and scary as they are sometimes. Yeah. If we honor them. Yeah, exactly. Okay, well, thank you so much. Yeah. Do you know, I actually think we have the podcast episode. Nice. Yep. Instead of, you know, 
we're just going to go with that conversation because that's what I like to do. I like the conversation. I recorded it. We have okay. Yeah. Are you happy with that? I'm totally. Yeah. I yeah. trust whatever came out was exactly what we needed to say to each to each other and to the world. So I yeah. trust it. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Because that's that's never really happened to me before. And usually just yeah. But I just was like, you know what? This is like amazing. So thanks for that. <laughs> Yeah, no, it is. It's You're so welcome. I love it. Yeah. So yeah, I think the natural conversations just sort of, I just trust that whatever was going to come out, that's exactly where it needed to be. So Exactly. Yeah. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. Great. I'm so happy. Yeah. So thank you so much. And look, I'll, I'll message you and let you know all the details about when this is going to be out. 